Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Scaling New Heights podcast. During this episode, we will talk with Joe Busink. Joe Busink photographs weddings all over the world and has photographed the weddings of notable celebrities, many of whom I'm sure you've heard of, like Jennifer Lopez, Kelsey Grammer, Hilary Swank. He is all about capturing the moments and the essence of the person in those moments. He has been profiled by Good Morning America, Entertainment Tonight, and numerous other media outlets. And in 2003, Joe was awarded the International Leadership Award in Photography by the International Photographic Council at the United Nations. Joe graced the stage of Scaling New Heights as one of a very few Canon photographers of his stature with Canon in the world. And in that keynote presentation, he had some very powerful takeaways for business advisors. As a photographer, I know that you might be thinking, how so? Well, we all were for a little bit. And then he really brought it home and showed us that as a business owner, there are commonalities between the way he runs his business and how we need to be telling all of our clients to run theirs and how we need to be inspired to run our own. And we're going to be connecting those dots today with Joe. You can learn more about Joe Busink at joebusink.com. Joe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here, Joe. I'm glad to have you here, Joe. And we've got a limited amount of time. I'm going to jump right into the questions. You have this amazing story of how you embraced your profession. Tell us all about it. How did you get started as a photographer? Well, it, it was back about 22 years ago. I was working uh, at that time on a PhD in psychology at UCLA. I was a student there, and I had three part-time jobs and just happened to come home one day um, and saw my son nursing on my wife and just instinctively grabbed this little camera that was on the little table in the hallway and grabbed a photo of it. And the next day I went to one of my part-time jobs, which was working at a lab, and I processed a film. I printed it, and the image shook me right to the core. I, I, I started to shudder a little bit, and I, I thought about it initially, and I said, you know, I, I should feel that way. That's my son. That's my wife. It, it, yes, that's, that's a, the proper uh, attitude to have. However, there was something other than that, and it took me a few months to dig a little further and deeper and I said, you know, what it really was and what really inspired me about that image uh, was also the fact that I had witnessed an intimate moment between two human beings and I had inserted myself with my camera and became part of that moment. And that was so compelling to me that I literally dropped out of the program, much to the chagrin of my friends and family that's thought that I should have been a doctor. However, I, I, I've always been a believer that you follow your passion, and this became quickly my passion, and I needed to, to go after it. And that's pretty much how I got started about uh, 22 years ago. Well, you know, and, and that's such a courageous move that I think parallels a lot of the folks that are listening to the podcast today. There's this saying among a lot of accounting professionals that the accounting profession found them. They didn't find the profession. And you talk to a lot of accountants about how they got their start, and very few of them have degrees in accounting. I mean, I certainly don't. I studied classical Greek, which is a whole story for another day, and the accounting profession found me as well. 
And what I'm seeing in your story here, Joe, are a couple of things. I see courage as well as passion. And I know a lot of people that have the passion but just don't have the courage to make that kind of a life change. Whenever you left the world you were in and you said, I'm just, I'm just going to be a photographer. I mean, it's a very crowded profession. Some could argue it's commoditized. Yeah. Right. Yes. And and you left something. If you had stayed on that path, it had guaranteed job security, very solid income. Intellectually and professionally, you would have been highly reputed. Right. right. And now you're you've embraced a crowded industry, but you're still here. I mean, 22 years later, you're still passionate about your art. Why? You know, it's who I am. I mean, following your passion means this This is something, whatever this endeavor is, and it, it could, it definitely is, bookkeeping, if that's what you're passionate about, accounting, all of those things, anything and everything, needlepoint, it doesn't matter. But if you're that passionate that you eat, sleep, dream this venture that you're entertaining, then then this is something about who you are. And I've always, again, been a believer in following who I am and what I want to do, and nothing can ever stop me. And yes, I did swim upstream for a bit, but the point is, is that I never stopped. I continued to pursue it simply because I believed in myself, because it was my passion, that I could do something with it. And none of the naysayers could stop me. And as a matter of fact, a bit of, of an Aries here. So whenever I have something in my face that tells me I can't do it, I set out to exactly do the opposite. Well, and, and swimming upstream is, is a part of not having what we call at Woodard Institute path dependency. Yes. You know, American Express Open used to be a mail carrier. Uh, right. Disney's greatest aspiration as a human being was to create a cartoon character, a black and white cartoon character that would rival the popularity of Felix the Cat. Aren't we glad these people didn't have path dependency? And after looking at some of your photos, I'm glad you didn't as well, because it is often later in life that we find through the uphill climbs and the upstream swims that we find what we're truly passionate about. On the stage of Scaling New Heights, you made a very powerful statement about brand. Yeah. That resonated deeply with the audience because we're all we're as accountants we struggle with brand don't even necessarily understand brand and we definitely don't understand marketing right and marketing is at the headwaters of brand. You said you are the brand. What's the connection between Joe Busink, the human being, uh, Joe Busink's experiences in life, and your photography? Exactly that. I mean, I am the brand, and, and most people spend an inordinate amount of time in my industry anyway trying to figure out their brand, their style, all those things, and what they, what they neglect to look at because they think it's some, some technical thing that they're doing that no one else is doing, and it has really nothing to do with that. The brand is who you are, and I'll, I'll, I'll back it up a little bit because I think you need a little background history on us to why I do what I do. But I had a very, uh, very, very, very uh, difficult childhood. I, I was abused. I was beaten. Um, I was locked in closets. There were just numerous amount of things that basically the bottom line is this. Look, I, I never had role models as a mother and a father or a husband and a wife and what they should be like. Uh, so in growing up, I knew none of those things. And, and all of a sudden, I fall into this 
category photography weddings and what I see for the very first time, or at least the five-year-old in me, sees now what a husband and a wife should look like, this, this, this amazing love and this connection between two human beings and, and not only them, but then their families on both sides coming together, maybe for the first time at this wedding, uh, to meet and greet one another. And I, I am thrilled to be part of that because I am witness for the first time, because it's something that I wasn't accustomed to, of the husband and wife, what it looks like, and scenario down the road of a mother and a father and what that might look like. And so it touches the little five-year-old in me, and, and that's how I identify with the images that I take. Is If you look at my imagery, more than likely, now knowing my story, you'll recognize that it was photographed by potentially a little five-year-old boy that that was hurt, that that's striving to look for love and connection in human beings and mothers and fathers, uh, husbands and wives. And so that has become my calling card when I pitch myself and, and when I let people know that the most important thing about what you do, and I really don't care what it is you do, is who you are. And that is what I sell. I sell who I am. I don't sell my work. I sell who I am. And a lot of people, when they come to me and they look at my work, they are often not 100% certain of exactly what it is they're doing in front of me, other than to ask the questions, you know, how much is your package? Can you do this, that, or the other? And, you know, my mom wants this. And at the end of the day, when they leave me, they realize what I've actually pitched them and what they actually hire is me, not necessarily the work. It's me that they want at their wedding. They want the wedding, their wedding, to be photographed to the eyes and heart of this person, Joe Busing, that they just met. And this person is different from everybody else. There you go. There you go. So I want to get to that little comment at the end, which I think is key. But I want to make sure I drive some of these points home to the folks that are listening. Brand is who you are, and brand is the story of who you are. So if you can encapsulate your identity, the difference you want to make in the world, the difference that you are passionate of creating in the world, if you can fuse those two together into a compelling story, which we just found that compelling, Joe, now twice. I was getting chills twice. I cried the first time. I got chills the second time. And it's a runtime of what, three and a half, four minutes or so, yeah. right? A very slow elevator. And you can communicate your entire brand in an extremely passionate way. And I've been married 15 years, but I, I, you know, I wished you had done our wedding because not, not only because seeing the portfolio of, of what you've done in the past, that's more the quality of your work product, which is distinctive. The quality of your clientele is distinctive, but that's for neither of those reasons. Right. It's because I know my photographer cares and sees and, and has perspective into the love that I had for my wife on a level that another photographer is not going to have. That's correct. And, and, and look, I'm not for everybody, but uh, the, the interesting thing that I've discovered over the 22 years of doing this is that when someone books me, and, and given how I've pitched not the work but me, and, and based on the fact that that's why they hired me, they hired me, uh, not the work, uh, I find that the client and I, we're actually reading the same book and we're on the same page. So when I do show up for the gig, I really don't have to think about what I need to do for them. 
What I do now, every time I go to a wedding, is simply satisfy me. It's the only person I, I am concerned about. I don't worry about what my client's thinking, what I might have to do for my client. I simply know to si just satisfy myself because we're on the same page. If I do that, then I'm doing what that client is expecting of me because that's why they booked me. Yeah, you, you're passionate about documenting love. They're passionate about their love being documented. That alignment means you follow your passion. I, I love it. And if I can translate that a little bit for some of the small business advisors who are listening in, you know, you need to be passionate about transforming small business for the better, increasing the wealth of the small business, which could be financial and should be financial wealth, but also their peace of mind, their infrastructure, their culture, their everything that their technology, everything that makes that business run better. And if both you and the client have the same passion, transform my business with me, then you can follow your own passion. It'll be aligned with theirs. But I would imagine, Joe, there's a bit of a filter on this thing too, because if I'm going to embrace a client who's not interested in transforming their business, I need to run the other way. Do you ever feel that filter kicking in, like maybe you don't need to take this gig? Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, a lot of the times the clients do get here having read my bio and when they see all the celebrities on there, I, so here's what I end up doing. So in, in essence, when I'm being interviewed, I'm also interviewing my client unbeknownst to them. I might ask them specific questions like, do you have a shot list? And then when I hear the answer, yes, there's three pages, about 150 setups, then I know it's a red flag for me that that's not my client because I don't do those things. I, I, I capture the essence of people in moments and I don't really follow a structured long list that takes me two hours to photograph because then I'm out of the loop in terms of the moments that are at that wedding for two hours, which I, I can't do. So that said, when in, in the interviewing process, I find out that basically they're hiring me because I shot Jennifer Lopez's wedding and they want to be able to boast about that a little bit. I gently let them know that I might not be the best person for them. Because when I hear the three pages of shot list, 150, 200 setups of different family members and extended family, immediate family, you know, the entire wedding party, I, it's, it's, I let them know, you know, there are amazing people that do exactly what you're asking for. And I'm hearing that this is really important to you and you should follow your heart about that being important to you. I, on the other hand, I'm going to be very honest with you that this is not what I do. And so I think we're not uh, a good match. You are going to be somewhat disappointed at the end of the day when I have maybe missed a few of these setup shots that you have because it's just not what I do. I want to get a little bit to your ground game, Joe. You talked a lot about you know, sort of how you select your clients and what's driving your passion. And you said that when I get there, I just go into a zone, right? I'm going to document the love of this couple. That's what they want me to do. But you don't, you don't actually direct what's happening on the ground. You know, that's kind of strange. If it's Joe Busink's product, shouldn't you be the director? Why aren't you? 
Um, actually, it took me a little while to uh, actually figure this out. Of course, like when I first started, I was the lead person. I, I am the brand. It's it's the, my studio that they hired. They hired me. So I took charge of everything. I did all the formals. And, and then I ended up hiring an assistant because it became a little hectic, lugging my own gear and taking care of all the shots that were necessary that mom insisted on, that the bride expected of me. And I just didn't have it in me to just drive myself crazy. So after the assistant, I hired a second shooter. And lo and behold, I was still the lead photographer. And I was shooting everything that was expected of me, mostly because mom insisted on having these formal shots and all the table shots and all these wonderful things that weddings are comprised of, which is more about who was present. However, my second shooter would come up with images that was more about why, where, when uh, images and moments. And I said, well, wait a minute, but that's what I do. And that's when I realized, wait, and this is about five years ago, I made the switch of becoming the second photographer so that I can do and be free to do, uh, you know, to capture these images that meant the world to me, which was the essence of people in moments. And let a lead photographer take over. Yeah, look, I, I believe in do what you do best and delegate the rest. My foremost, I can do them, but I know that I can hire someone that's better at it than I am. So I'd rather just delegate this to someone else and let me do what I do best. And what I do best is be present in moments, be part of the moment, document all these moments. That, that's what I do best. So that's kind of how I started, and it, it has given me the freedom and it has given also the client the most amazing images because I'm not pulled to the side, left, right, and center to take care of the perfunctory kind of images that are expected at wedding as well. So do what you do best and delegate and the rest. Delegate the rest. Yep. And I want everybody listening in because we don't run photography studios. We run consulting practices, accounting firms, but the same principle applies. And we talked, Joe, in our institute a bit about don't delegate tasks, delegate authority, because if you delegate a task, then you're really, you know, you're not, you're not following your passion. Imagine if you had five photographers and you delegated tasks and you stood in the middle of the wedding without a camera in your hand just saying, go over there and shoot that, go mm -hmm. over there and shoot this, go over there and shoot that. But if you delegate authority – then that frees you up to truly do what you're passionate about and what you can distinctively deliver. And I'm seeing that model played out, played out here. And, and so, folks, this is a great example, accounting professionals, of how we need to delegate even some of the most critical management roles so that if you're truly passionate about transforming a small business, you have the time to sit down at a breakfast meeting with your client and work through whatever problems they're facing in their business. You have time to be in the field working from cubicle to cubicle, desk to desk, solving the workflow problems that are crippling that business, right? You have the ability to focus on managing their company, not just putting in the technology at their company, because that, that's something that if your passion is transforming the business, somebody else can install the QuickBooks convert the QuickBooks to QuickBooks Online, you know, produce the tax return. And this will elevate you accounting professionals into the more important and distinctive role that I would challenge you to do what Joe has done 
and, and, and tap into a passion that goes all the way back to who you are from childhood forward and then exercise exercise that passion. And if that passion happens to be the actual preparation of the tax return, be true to it, right? But if your passion is, and I've talked to many accounting professionals, Joe, this, it, they all say the same thing. I really want to make a difference in a small business owner's life. Yeah. But then they get immersed in like what you were talking about, photographing the bouquet on the table or documenting who came to the wedding. Right. Right. It, it's, it's a trap. It's a yes, trap. It is. Joe, I've got one more, I've got one more question for you. Yes. And, and I think I know a little bit of the answer, but there are Canon explorers of light who document a wide range of our world. And the ones, I think the most iconic ones that we remember seeing growing up with as children is when we would get that issue of National Geographic, we'd open it up and there was some amazing animal shot. I mean, you've got cityscapes, you've got landscapes, you've got wild animals, seascapes. Why, why just weddings? Oh, yeah, then I, I agree with you. And I have to go back with that is what resonates with me. It's the love at weddings, again, that resonates with me, Joe Busink, five years old, Joe Busink at 40, 50, at 65 now. It still resonates with me the most. Having said that, it, it, it's not that I don't appreciate the other things you just mentioned. I do. But it, this is who I am. And so I have to honor that. And, uh, you know, I know that in the very beginning when I started this, I, I got the message from everybody that I couldn't possibly do this. And I couldn't figure out why. And I have something that I, I'd like everybody to kind of sit with for a second. Because I was told that I'd never be able to make it. I was 44. You know, they, they basically said, you're going to be a flash in the pan. You're going to last all of three months, four months, because there are way better people that do what you do that have been doing it for a lot longer. And here's my, my, my question to you. Um, what would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? And I live by that. It, it, it is something that drives me every single day. So what I'm saying essentially is, if you don't try, if you don't put it out there, and you're feeling passionate about it, you don't know what you can make of it. So if what you put forth first is that you potentially will fail, well, guess what? I failed plenty of times, but I still kept pursuing this passion, this thing for weddings, this thing that I felt is who I was that I identified with. And I went after it and I continue to go after it. And, you know, people can say all they want to you about you'll never make it or whatever it is, all the negativity. Look, the other day someone said to me, you know what I like about your teachings, Joe? What you teach is like this thing is always the cup is half full. I, so often I see people talking about the negativity of the industry and their business and the cup is half empty. You talk about the cup is half full. And I said, actually, no, I don't. What I'm trying to tell you is I'm always refilling the cup. The cup is neither half empty or half full to me. I'm always refilling the cup. No one thinks about refilling it. Why does it have to be one or the other? Just refill the darn thing. You have to have faith in your passion and belief in yourself that if this is truly who you are, go after it. And, you know, I think that 
that is why I do weddings. I really believe in it. It's who I am, and I will never stop. And you know why you have to refill the cup? It's because you constantly pour the cup out. This is true. And we talk about that concept as well at Woodard Institute, that you can't fill another person's cup. You can only pour yours out. Right. And so many times in life, it's beautiful, Joe, we, we are just focused on trying to protect the precious water we have, and then we go out and in whatever sort of motivates us in a, in a business world to grab another drop of water and slip it in, grab another drop of water, slip it in, try to put enough drops in to stay ahead of evaporation, and, and maybe we'll have enough water one day to retire. Yeah. And, you know, you you seem to me to be the sort of guy that just, just you know, you have a reservoir from which you can get more water. So you have the courage to pour it out for your clients, and that's powerful. And that's correct, and that's, I believe in that, and I think it, it, it crosses all all boundaries of, of businesses, entrepreneurs, anybody that's doing their own thing that, you know, they're passionate about, it, it applies to all of us. Mm-hmm. It does, it does. And I think that's a lot of the answer, which is why I anticipated your answer on what drives you to weddings. It's an extension of who you are. But then it has a it has a message in here that can tie back to your brand too. Yeah, brand almost always comes with specificity, right? Uh, a deep specialization, um, and and I would imagine that marketing isn't your problem. Your story is so compelling, your brand identity is so specific that people don't approach you to say, "Can you talk? Can you photograph our zoo opening? Can you photograph my safari vacation?" They just know not to even go there. Yeah. And that's a big problem with accountants because if somebody knocks on our door and they have a check in our hand as a profession, we are really bad to take them yeah. and, and not to self-select out. And I understand so, that. In the beginning, I did the same. But, yes, I agree with you. I love it. I love it. Well, Joe, you've got a very powerful story to tell. We really appreciate you telling it from the stage of Scaling New Heights and now again on the Scaling New Heights podcast. The major takeaways, folks, are you are the brand. The brand should be connected to your passion. You should be passionate with specificity and originality, and you should be laser-focused on alignment with your clients. Once you have the alignment, then you can just passionately do what you do, and the client is going to be right along you with you getting that, that benefit. Joe, it has been great to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Joe. And thank you for tuning in to today's podcast and our conversation with Joe Busing. For more information about today's episode, to explore other episodes in this podcast series, or to learn more about our annual conference, visit woodard.com. That's W-O-O-D-A-R-D.com. As always, we encourage you to stay tuned, stay connected, never stop learning, and scale new heights.